welcome to Two Minutes and Beyond, the podcast where we review the Toy Story movies two minutes at a time. I'm Bianca Garcia, and this is Macy Ball. Hello. Hi. In this episode, we're talking about minutes 53 and 54 of Toy Story. This is a really good scene. I mean, we say that every single episode because it's do. true, but this is a really good scene. I'm like, y'all can't take anything we say seriously because we say that all the scenes are good and we have nothing bad to say. Well, we do. We have some bad things to <laughs> say, but even then, we're very forgiving. We can, comp- well, I may complain isn't the right word, but we point out the animation cheats. Yeah, we. And logical inconsistencies. <laughs> Well, should we get started? Yes. Okay. Let's do it. Let's go. These two minutes start off with Woody telling Slinky to tie the Christmas lights onto something. Mr. Potato Head says, wait, 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 wait. I've got a better idea. How about we don't? And grabs the Christmas lights from Slinky. Slinky says, hey. And Bo says, Potato Head. He responds, did you all take stupid pills this morning? Have you forgotten what he did to Buzz and now you want to let him back over here? Woody explains, no, 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 you got it all wrong, Potato Head. Buzz is fine. Buzz is right here. He's with me. Potato Head yells, you're a liar. Woody says, no, I'm not. Buzz, come over and tell the nice toys that you're, that you're not dead. Buzz rips the sticker off of his wrist communicator and crumbles it up. Woody gives a fake smile to the other toys and says, just a sec. He goes to the edge of Sid's desk and asks, Buzz, will you get up here and give me a hand? Buzz throws his arm onto the desk, and Woody chuckles and says, That's very funny, Buzz. This is serious. He starts to panic when he hears Rex says, "Uh, Woody, where are you, or where'd you go? And Potato Head says, He's lying. Buzz ain't there. The dialogue is so good in this scene, and there's such a rhythm to it, too. It's like, it's like, I mean, I probably have this whole movie almost memorized, <laughs> but this scene in particular is, is one that just because of it's just so quick. Mm-hmm. It, it, all of these lines just stuck with me, which is especially impressive considering that apparently Tom Hanks improvised a bunch of his lines, like with the coming up here with with Buzz's arm. Oh, really? Yeah. That's really interesting. I think that's funny, though, when Buzz throws his arm up when he says, can you give me a hand? <laughs> yes. It's like he he's too depressed to actually help, but here you go. Here's my arm. I wonder if he actually, like, meant it to be, like, a witty joke like that, or if he was just like, nah, whatever, and he threw his arm up. Uh, Probably both. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of both. He, like, quick... Sp- split second thought of it and was like you know what just there's my hand giving you Mm -hmm. a hand (laughs) yeah which i mean i understand why buzz is so upset and like doesn't want to do anything but at the same time i'm like come on you if all you have to do is just stand up yeah like here i am oh yeah for sure (laughs) but I'll, i'll give him a pass since he's depressed I know. I always think about it. Like, when I was little, I was like, Buzz, don't be a jerk. Just go. You can get to the house really quick. And then, like, now that I think about it, now with actual depression, I'm like, oh, I get it. Poor Buzz. (laughs) Yeah. Woody's gesturing 
throughout this whole scene. His arms just like go everywhere, especially when he says, no, 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 no. Yeah, he's he's very animated. And I love that about this scene that he's just like the floppiest. Yeah, his arms are just like he's he's talking with his hands a lot. Yeah. Which, I mean, in that situation, I guess he would be just so like the toys could see him and see like, hey, he's That's okay. Because he's all the way, you know, in the other house on the mm-hmm. other side. Buzz pulling his communicator, his wrist communicator sticker off has bothered me ever since I was a child. <laughs> like, when, what is, what did Andy think when, when he noticed that the sticker was gone? Yeah, like, you Buzz know, has I never been missing for a few days, and now he, he just, he finds him again, and the sticker's gone. Yeah, I never thought, like, Andy would notice that later, but yeah, he probably did. Like, where did the sticker go? And then maybe he thought, like, maybe Molly took it off, like, if she ever got near Buzz, and then he blamed her, and she's all innocent. <laughs> I don't know. But also just as someone who even as a kid for the most part liked to keep my my toys in good shape as much as possible and you know now as someone who collects toys I'm like no don't take that off yeah i know that is a very um i guess not really anxiety inducing but that just like kind of got under my skin too as i got older uh when i was little i did like to put, I was the kid that put the stickers on as neatly as possible because I'd mm-hmm. see like my cousin's toys or like my friend's toys and the the stickers all diagonal when it's supposed to be straight and I would always get <laughs> mad. <laughs> so like seeing that and then when he does take it off, I'm just like, after all that hard work that somebody put it on their straight. <laughs> somebody at the factory. He just he just crumples it up and throws it away. I think it would have been really funny if when he crumbled it up, it actually just stayed stuck on his hand because <laughs> it's a sticker. He crumbled yeah. it up the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. It is kind of impressive though when you think about the fact that that you know, through all the years, all the other stickers on his on his body never came off. I mean, if you look closely, you can see like some wear on them, but right, but they, they don't never like get ripped or peeled off or anything. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I do like that. Like I never really thought about that because to uh for toys that are heavily used, their stickers do wear off or they fade like if you're touching them a lot, they start to fade. So Yeah, I mean, if you do look closely in like Toy Story 3 and 4, you can kind of you can you, you you can see that they're like a little bit um a little bit faded like a little bit you know they're not in perfect condition anymore mm-hmm. but i guess andy takes care of his toys yeah well good for andy i'm glad that he was one of those kids and not like the kids that um like sid just <laughs> blow up their toys <laughs> <laughs> should we move on Yes. Okay. At the 41 second mark, Woody reappears at the window in an exaggerated voice pretends to talk to Buzz like he's standing just to the side of the window. Oh, hi, Buzz. Why don't you say hello to the guys over there? He waves Buzz's arm from out of the side of the window 
And an impression of Buzz says, hey, a fellas to infinity and beyond. Rex exclaims, hey, look, it's Buzz. Woody says, hey, Buzz, let's show the guys our new secret best friend's handshake. Give me five, man. He shakes Buzz's hand and gives him a high five. Ham says, something screwy here. Woody says, so you see, we're friends now, guys, aren't we, Buzz? And in his Buzz impression says, you bet, give me a hug. He makes it look like Buzz's arm is hugging him and says, I love you too. Slinky says to Potato Head, see, it is Buzz. Now give back the lights, Potato Head. Potato Head says, wait just a minute, what are you trying to pull? Woody accidentally brings Buzz's arm out into full view and says, nothing. <laughs> I love all the oh hard gosh. work that he did, and then he does that. <laughs> he does it. He undoes it in one second. Yes. Oh my gosh! I love the fact that he's trying so hard, and like nobody. I mean, they do realize, but initially, Ham and Potato Head definitely realize. Yeah. Like initially, like why would he just be right at the corner of the window? Like that yeah. doesn't make. Any why sense. would he be standing right? Why would why would Buzz only show his arm? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which Potato Head says, did you all take stupid pills this morning? I I I feel like they did. If they buy into like Woody's terrible, basically ventriloquist act. Yeah. Using just Buzz's arm. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. But then at the same time, I mean you got to give him props because he's trying his best with the arm that Buzz gave him. <laughs> I feel like he almost would have been better off, though, if he had just been honest and been like, hey, I can't. Uh, Buzz is here. If he had, like, tried to explain, like, Buzz is here, but, you know, he's he's depressed and he won't help me. Yeah, that would have honestly been the best thing. He should have just said, like, he's and on the been floor. Like, Hey, what his arm? Here's his arm broke off. Here's the. Uh, I don't know if it would have helped, but just like show here's his arm came off. So like here's his arm is some proof that he's here with me, right? And but not then they just... probably still could have been like, well, you you killed him and took his arm. <laughs> I feel like they probably see him as like Dexter Morgan or something. They're like, you <laughs> awful person. I was wondering if, because um, I think Rex and Slinky full, fully buy into Woody's f- terrible ventriloquist act, but it's kind of hard to tell what what Bo is thinking in that moment. She doesn't really react a whole lot, because like Ham and Potato Head are like obviously skeptical, and then Slinky's just there, like it, it, he's got this huge smile on his face, his tail is wagging. <laughs> And Rex is like, hey, it's Buzz, but Bo doesn't really react in any way. Yeah, I feel like maybe she's just, like, trying to assess the situation. I feel like she's the one that's more like, okay, what's going on? Because she wants to believe him, but at the same time, she's like, it's just an arm. (laughs) (laughs) I I would hope she's smart enough to 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 not buy into that. I think she is. I also think it's funny that all of this is happening in between the windows and nobody's mm-hmm. listening. Like, nobody hears them. And if they do, they probably just think it's their neighbors on the, the next door over or something. 
Nobody sees them either. Like, nobody's out in their yard on the other side of the street or anything. I know. Like, is nobody questioning the Christmas lights going between the rooms? Sid's family, there's nobody from Sid or Andy's family is, like, in the backyard or something. Exactly. Or in the the side of the house. (laughs) I wonder if... This town is just so used to weird phenomenon going on. Like, maybe it's like uh, Gravity Falls where all the weird things happen in the city and nobody really cares. (laughs) Um, I was wondering what what happened when, you know, somebody found the Christmas lights just laying on the ground. Exactly. Like Sid's dad or somebody is like, how did these get here? They probably figure Sid is crazy enough to do something with these, so they're like, oh, well, just hide them again from him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and there's so much junk in in Sid's backyard anyway. Yeah, they probably are just like, the backyard is his free reign. Like, don't even worry about all the trash that's (laughs) out there. (laughs) Yeah. Slinky is so cute. I just talked about him a second ago, but when he... When when Woody brings Buzz's arm out, he's so excited. He gets very excited. I love Slinky. He is, like, the stereotypical dog. He's, like, man's best friend. He gets excited whenever he sees his person. <laughs> so, if you notice, someone, um, I think it was in... The Toy Story Collectors Facebook group that I'm in a while back, mm-hmm. um, somebody mentioned for most of this scene, Buzz's broken arm is the left arm, right? Because that's the... No, wait. Yeah, that it's the left arm because that, that's mm-hmm. the arm that breaks off. But then in the shot when... When he accidentally pulls it out and says nothing, it, it's a right arm. Oh. But it still has, like, the correct stuff that his left arm is supposed to have on it. It's just the hand that's the right hand. Well, and the, the elbow joint oh. is, like, a, is a right arm. Hmm. And I've, I, I feel like it's because the shot of Woody... Right before that, that was when he was, like, pretending to have Buzz's arm hug him. And then when it gets to the shot where it switches to his right arm, it's still the right arm hugging him, but it's hugging him in the front so that he can then pull it out. Okay. And it looks more natural. He can pull Mm -hmm. it out with his right arm. Instead and of I don't being... know if I'm making any sense, but right, no, I get what you're talking about because it would look kind of weird the other way around. But yeah, that is still kind of weird that they decided to do that. I mean, I guess I don't know. That's another question we got to send to them. <laughs> <laughs> the list of questions just gets longer and longer every week. It's going to be a 20-page document. We're going to have to send it in one of those manila folders. (laughs) (laughs) So we talked about this a little bit at the beginning, but according to the audio commentary, they discovered that Tom Hanks was actually really good like when working with props. Mm -hmm. So John Lasseter brought in a fake 
severed arm that his teenage son had. Um, and Tom like ad lived the entire scene with it. <laughs> and he he had like Woody reading like reading Buzz's palm, uh, Buzz giving Woody like a back rub and all, all kinds of stuff like that. And it was because of this scene that they realized that he was really good work when working with props. So they uh, started bringing in more things like that into the for him into the recording session. That is too funny. I mean, that does make sense, though. Yeah. That makes sense, because a lot of the times, like, when people have a prop, it's easier to, like, channel the character when you're actually acting it out. Yeah, especially when what he's doing in this scene is so physical, too. You know, buzz his arm around, doing, like, the high five and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. Speaking of which, I hope that when they actually did become friends at this, that they have this... uh, a secret best friend's handshake. <laughs> you know, I hope so too. That would be really cute. I feel like maybe they do. Or because Buzz is there hearing everything that Woody's saying. He's not like off somewhere. He's sitting right underneath the desk and he's probably like this dumb guy over here. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It makes me kind of sad though. Cause this other than this fake hug in this scene, the only other time we ever see them hug in the entire franchise is at the end of Toy Story 4. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The only other time there's any other, like, physical t- contact is, like, in Toy Story 3 where they're all holding hands. Mm-hmm. And they're Unless all you count all the times that, like, Buzz or Woody kind of, like, rests his arm on Buzz. Leans on him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is something I used to do a lot. To my to my siblings when they were shorter than me. Oh gosh! Now we're all funny. like the same height, so it doesn't work as well. Oh my gosh! No, my sister would always because I'm the shortest one. My sister's about your height, about five nine, and I'm five three. So she would come and just put her head on top of mine, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like rude. I can almost see Woody doing something like that to Buzz just to mess with him. Yeah. <laughs> just to kind of like chill on him. Like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> or Jesse doing that to him. Mm-hmm. Because she's just as tall. Yeah, almost. Should we move on? <laughs> sure. Okay. So at the 1 minute 16 second mark, Bo screams and the other toys make shocked and disgusted noises. Rex pukes and Ham says, oh, that's disgusting. Potato Head yells, murderer, you murdering dog. And Woody tries to tell them, no, 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 it's not what you think, I swear. Potato Head says, save it for the jury. I hope Sid pulls your voice box out, you creep. He drops the Christmas lights and Woody frantically yells, no, no, don't leave me here. Woody starts crying. You got to help us, please. You don't know what it's like over here. Potato Head says, come on, let's get out of here. And Ham says, go back to your lives, citizens. Show's over. And all of them except Slinky leave. Woody cries, Slink, Slink, please listen to me. But Slinky sadly pulls the blinds down and walks away. Woody continues crying, Slinky, as storm clouds start to thunder overhead. Woody says no a lot. He does, <laughs> which I understand because when you're trying to get everybody to listen to you, you're like, no, 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 wait. <laughs> no, 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 no,
He does. And I'm like, oh my gosh, in a frantic panic, I probably would be doing the same thing too. Yeah, I'd be curious to, I should count how many knows, how many knows he says in this scene, but it's, it's a lot, so I won't take it's quite time to do that. <laughs> also, what is Rex puke? I know that's gross, but he's a toy. I was going to ask that too. Apparently, we know he's got lungs <laughs> from our previous episode, and and he's got a stomach, apparently. And he eats, apparently. Which, honestly, with that one commercial where Buzz and Woody are eating popcorn, popcorn I would assume that they do have stomachs, but at the same time, what... Where does I that go? Count, I don't count that commercial as canon because that growth that I just don't like that. Yeah, I didn't like that either. I was kind of offended with that commercial. <laughs> <laughs> but it does remind me of um in Toy Story of Terror. I almost said Toy Story that time forgot because I get those <laughs> two titles mixed up a lot. Mm-hmm. But the there's the Pez cat that oh, yeah. <laughs> pukes up a Pez candy. <laughs> yeah. Like the little head lifts up and the candy pops out. Yeah. I want to know, like, is it just plastic that he vomits <laughs> up? Like, what? Maybe he's just dry heaving. Maybe. Yeah, because I've never seen any of them eat at all. I, I don't want to think about that too much. <laughs> It's not pleasant. It's not. It really is not. I also like the way Slinky looks at Woody before he leaves. He just looks so disappointed. And that's kind of it's kind of like the turning point. Yeah. You know, Slinky and and Bo and I guess Rex were like really the only friends that Buzz or that Woody had left, so now literally all he has is Buzz. Right, yeah. I feel like they finally felt like they had a little bit of hope left, but now that they saw that, they're like, okay, no hope whatsoever, and Mm -hmm. they just, you know, like you said, it was a turning point. They're like, okay, that's it. We're not friends anymore. Yeah. That's really depressing. And then the clouds that come rolling in that does make it sad, like even more sad, it just adds to the to the feeling. Yeah, and I mean honestly, at that point, I mean, what are they supposed to think? Like like they see they see him there with his arm trying to pretend like doing this weird again, this weird ventriloquist act trying to <laughs> pretend like Buzz is is with him. I don't right. know. Again, I want to know what Bo is thinking too, because I'm I'm like I, I know, know what like, I would she be thinking in that for... moment. Is I she is know. she tr- still trying to give him the benefit of the doubt at this point? I mean, she leaves, but they all leave. Is she looking for a new moving buddy? <laughs> <laughs> Neither she or any, or any of the others try to look for like any other possible explanation for what's happening. They don't right. really. Like they Are just they, lost hope. Yeah, they just they just kind of leave him instead of even like making any effort to to try to get it to try to help him get back now that they know that he's over just just right over there at Sid's house. Right. I think also because um 
it's moving day the next day. So they're kind of like, oh, well. And, you know, they just kind of leave them. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like, I don't know, maybe like the toys don't feel like they're qualified to save them because usually the ones that are, the toys that are doing the saving is either Buzz or Woody. Like they're the ones that come up with the plans and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's a sad scene. So, I mean, can you, can you imagine though if you, if your your boyfriend just uh, you find out had somebody severed arm? <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know if I would be like, I'm calling the cops right now, or if I'd be like, where's the rest of the body? Let's hide it. <laughs> <laughs> well, then the other thing too is that they know that like. For toys, like toys can can break without you know dying. Right, exactly. Like in Toy Story Two, Woody's arm falls off. Or just, you know, this movie, Buzz loses his arm, he's still alive. There you go. I know. There's headless dolls too, and they're alive. They're drinking tea. <laughs> and I feel like it's almost like Mr. Potato Head and in Ham as well, kind of like jumped to this com- conclusion really quickly that that Woody was this murderer and then um and then you know when he when he tries to like when he just has Buzz's arm and he tries to hide hide the fact that it's just Buzz's arm then that makes him look even that makes him like actually look guilty. Mhm. It makes him look worse than mm-hmm. what they're already thinking. So they don't even want to even, try to you even know, the ones who believed in him before right it just kind of like you know sets it in stone in their minds they're like okay that's it Mm-hmm. is ham saying go back to your live citizens a reference to something because it kind of sounds like it could be but when i googled it it just brought up this movie <laughs> i don't know i don't think so maybe just like the way like the way I don't know, maybe police officers would say to, like, onlooking citizens, like, okay, citizens, just get back to your lives, but I don't think or it was Or even, like, a movie. superhero or something. It sounds right. like, I don't know. But I don't think it's in reference to anything specific. It almost feels like unintentional foreshadowing to Toy Story 4 when Potato Head says, I hope Sid rips your voice box out, you creep. Oh, yeah, I know. When I watched the clip, I felt that, too. I was like, oh, but he does get it ripped out, <laughs> just not now. <laughs> yeah. In the audio commentary, they they talked about how the clouds um, in this scene are actually a painting that they made it move using, like, a morphing technique. Oh. Which is pretty cool. That is interesting. Um Yeah. I know there's that type of painting. I don't think it's this, though, um, where they do the, I think it's on glass, where they paint on glass and then they slowly move it and take pictures of it. So it's kind of like animating Mm -hmm. the painting. Um, That's what that reminded me of. Yeah. 
So moving on to the the last five seconds, at one minute, 55 seconds, Woody hears the sound of the mutant toys moving and looks over to see them surrounding Buzz on the floor. He starts to yell, but it stops there. (laughs) (laughs) I like how it stops right there. It sounds like those perfectly cut scream videos. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) It always makes me laugh. And Buzz is... Buzz's like panicked look on his face as all the t- all the mutant toys are gathering around him. I mean, it's like I feel bad for him, but it's also kind of funny. He's just like, <gasps> I know he just looks so like, oh my god, like he got snapped back to reality. <laughs> yeah, like he he's been in this like depressive state, but now, but like you said, he's he's just being snapped back into like, oh, oh, that's right, toys We're in are a going after area. Me. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. That's kind of like, I don't know, I guess like if you're out in a field and you're like, I'm sad. And then you see like, I don't know, a bear coming after you and you're just like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I would be scared too if all these toys who I thought were, were going to eat me um, all of a sudden just like surrounded me. But yeah, I, I know. I mean, he could still get up, though. Like he he could push himself up with his other arm. I don't know why he doesn't try to get away. Right, I know. I don't see why he was as pen. I guess because he was just sitting there depressed. But he could have just jumped up and taken down the smallest one of the toys and ran. <laughs> he could have. He he probably could have taken Ducky. He probably could have. And the, the frog? I think the frog maybe would have been a little bit easier, but I don't know. It's, yeah. He probably could have taken him with just one arm. I don't know. He probably feels like he's self-doubting now, so he probably didn't even want to try to fight. Because of that, he's probably like, well, am I even strong enough to take on a mutant toy? Yeah, and uh, well, in a second... I mean, I feel like it does. It probably doesn't take him long to realize that you know they're actually trying to to help him by putting his arm back on. Right. Once he realizes, like they're not like ripping me apart or anything, he's like, okay. they're actually putting it back in. <laughs> <laughs> Which you know, this it reminds me of this question I've had for a while. So, what do you what do you Buzz think the mutant toys are cannibals and that they're gonna? eat them and i'm like what what do they mean by that we we might have had this conversation outside the podcast before yeah because but like they don't eat why do you think they're gonna eat you just because you had popcorn that one time doesn't mean they're gonna <laughs> eat you <laughs> and i mean i feel like even if they do eat, i don't know how they would eat other toys i don't know that's so, I guess because it's just like a. Half of them don't even have mouths. <laughs> I know. I feel like it's just more of a fear of like being ripped apart. And like if they've ever watched um, like any type of horror movies with Andy, that's probably where they got it from. Like in Toy Story 3, where they're doing that little montage. Mm-hmm. And they're watching like, I guess, like a scary movie with him. Or was yeah. it in Toy Story 4? 
That was Toy Story 3. It was 3, right? It didn't seem like it. I don't know. I, it was at the end. You can like really when, tell what was on the screen. Right. I don't know. They did watch that old looking horror movie. In Toy Story in of Terror. In Toy Story of Terror. That's pretty Ooh, great. Betsy. <laughs> that makes me laugh every single time because that is the way like 1930s horror movies are. They're really cheesy. But at the time they were, you know, really scary. I feel like they're just afraid of them because, you know, they're, you know, they they don't really have a way to communicate. They're just like these amalgamation of different parts of toys. Right, yeah. They're, I don't know. It's kind of sad, really, if you think about it. Hell, I'd be scared, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think I'd be able to survive. If I was a toy, I'd probably be something kind of dumb to where, like, I wasn't, like, a doll or anything, but maybe, like, uh, maybe, like, a speaking spell. I don't know. I'd be something kind of weird like that. <laughs> I feel like there's some kind of, you know, some kind of lesson to be learned about the the mutant toys and not judging things or people by their by their appearances right like kind of a side moral of the story like just because someone doesn't look the same as you doesn't mean like they're scary or that they're you know going to hurt you or anything or that they're inherently bad it's just the way we think as people is like the first thing we're like oh I'm in danger. Yeah, and it's not like they really, if you think about it, they didn't really do anything. Um, well, other than I, I guess they like came and collected the other parts of of the Janie doll and and the pterodactyl. But right, other than that, they just kind of been like walking around, not doing much. <laughs> I mean, if I was torn apart and put on something else i wouldn't really want to walk around much either i'd be like i'm a freak of nature now (laughs) yeah and i guess the fact that they can't talk either maybe makes them can make them seem a little more a little more scary yeah it's more of like uh like we don't know how to approach you or something like that Mm mm-hmm I feel bad for the toys in Sid's house. Even like Hannah's toys, they don't say anything. Well, they're headless; they can't say anything. But Hannah's toys, yeah. I feel like all of those toys took a vow of silence for like all the atrocities that they've been through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think we did talk about this um, with with Jonathan and Jesse a little bit, but it's just like there's. I don't know why there. I. I don't know why they any of these toys, except the ones that don't have mouths, wouldn't be able to talk. But Right, yeah. That's yeah. probably what it is. They just didn't want to, you know. Well, ultimately, what it really is, is that they probably did not have a good enough script for them. <laughs> and they didn't want to hire more actors <laughs> to play parts. So they're like, let's just make them all mute. They're all taking about a silence. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Because if they did talk, like, how would that have changed Toy Story? How would that have 
affected like the plot and everything you know like because well, if they would have been able to talk they would have been like hey we're not going to eat you and they're like oh okay they're fine we're actually putting we're actually good guys we're just we're just fixing these these toys yeah that would have it it would have taken away a lot of the the conflict mm-hmm well i don't know about you but i don't <laughs> have anything else to say about this clip yeah, I really don't have anything else to say either. So let's go ahead and wrap this up. Sounds good to me. Alrighty. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to follow our Facebook and Twitter accounts and send us an email if you have any thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns. And if you enjoy the podcast, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. See you next time. Bye. Bye.